Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last. And we're able to tune this device to mimic that frequency and essentially block it. I've seen people shed tears of joy in the recovery room when they wake up from their light anesthesia and we turn this device on and they realize their back pain is gone. They cry for joy. Advanced Pain Care at 512-244-4272 or austinpayingdoctor.com. Live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512-836-0590. I've been listening to your show for years and years and years. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. 303, so good to have you with us. We're here every weekday, 2 to 6, live and local, discussing the day's biggest stories with you. Tate is here producing. We're covering all of the bases regarding the fallout from the special counsel report on President Biden and his handling of classified documents. There are other major stories we'll get to as we move through the afternoon. You can join us with your thoughts at 512-836-0590. The president just had a meeting at the White House with the leader of Germany, and some of his comments to the media are already making headlines Well, yeah, they were talking about Ukraine and Biden said it'll be close to a criminal neglect if Congress doesn't pass more funding for Ukraine. Criminal neglect. He's an old man. He's old politician. That's not doesn't surprise me. That type of rhetoric. That that U.S. members of Congress are committing a crime. Politics, Mark. That's just politics. That's that's politics. I would not take it literally from the old timer. He's just trying to light a fire under Congress and to bolster his position. Sounds I, I like would, a, another example of why words. he's not fit yeah, to be president. Of course, you, I would not have used those words. You can't say criminally. That's stupid. But I think he's a politician. But that that is inappropriate words. We all know that. But listen. I thought he was the is. uniter, not the divider. He's not in this. He, he has come. not done one thing besides say he was going to be a uniter on a, in that inauguration speech, and everything that he has done since then has said quite the opposite. That's mm. not how you persuade the people who are balking at approving more money. Well, and uh, I mean, criminal neglect, if we don't Pretty give heavy, yeah. our money to another country— while our country is being overwhelmed with crime, a bad, bad, bad choice of words. It was, it was, but it's he just... wasn't reading off of a note card, mm. so that's his own sentiment. Because I will tell you this: mm. when he's reading off of it, that's what he was told to say. When he is not reading off of a teleprompter or a note card. I firmly believe those are his own words, and that's how he gets himself in trouble. Well, I firmly believe, too, that somebody had said that 15 minutes before. That I, th- I think he was probably t- told or prompted or was in a meeting. or Yeah, it's inappropriate words, but I'm just saying it's just, he's an old man. He, there's no, there's no whatever you call it, there's no, he, he just says what's on top of his mind. This is another example of it. All right, you can weigh in with your thoughts at 512-836-0590. Let's add this one to the mix as well. In New York City, police have issued a bolo. Be on the lookout for a 15-year-old illegal alien from Venezuela. They have identified him as the guy who was shooting at a tourist from Brazil and shooting at a New York City police officer yesterday. 
He's a 15-year-old illegal alien. The New York Police Department is offering a $13,500 reward in the hunt for the gunman. They say he lives at a hotel paid for by the taxpayers Mm -hmm. of the United States. It's the Stratford Hotel in Manhattan. This 15-year-old illegal alien from Venezuela is already wanted in two other crimes, an armed robbery in the Bronx and another shooting in Midtown Manhattan in New York City. Here we go again. He's never been in their custody. They just have identified him as being a part of those other two crimes. What would they do if they had him in their custody? Let him go. They'd let him go because he's 15 years old. This This is another stark example of we don't know who's coming in our country. We don't do our due diligence, and we don't send them home. Just because they have a search that says Venezuela High School, let them in because they're they're uh, what's they're oppressed. They're dip, whatever whatever the phrase is. It's just lost me. Where they can oppressed. Yes, they can come in. They let them in. It's well, just, even worse than that, you said we don't know who's coming in. Right. We have a story where we knew exactly that the person was on the terrorist watch go. list, yeah. and we said you're free to go. Yeah, not this guy, but another guy. New York City Police Chief Patrol. Officer John Chell said today police have identified three individuals in connection with that Times Square shooting yesterday where shots were fired at the woman from Brazil and a New York City police officer. The other two suspects are also 15 and 16. They're all illegal aliens from Venezuela, and they all go to public school together in New York City. Mm. Oh, that's good for the all the other kids that are there. Yes. You know, they obviously have access to guns at this age yes i I they would no longer they should no longer be allowed to go to that school this person should be held held as an adult in a court he should not be sent back to venezuela because what he'll do he'll skedaddle back here as soon as he can all right 512-836-0590-308 Mark, Melinda, and Ed, and it's Andy on KLBJ. Hi, Andy. How are you this afternoon? Hello. I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Actually, I just wanted to point out that uh, you know Joe Biden, he he makes these statements, and he's always guilty of the things he, he uh, accuses others of. He's guilty of criminal neglect as far as the way he's handled our border. Literally criminal neglect because it's his job, and he's been blowing it off the whole time. He gave it to Kamala Harris, and she's all she's done is her weird little laugh that she you know, cackling. That's all I've ever heard out of her all three years. But I just wanted to point that out. Many that it's rich said for that. him calling criminal yeah. neglect when he has done it. Yeah, many people yeah. have said that, sir. He's guilty of it, and he's saying somebody else is guilty of it. He's guilty of it. You know, God. Anyhow, you guys keep the good work up. Y'all are awesome. Thanks. Thank you, Andy. Have a good weekend. That little statement that Andy just made, I think, is how most people feel like, ugh. Yeah. I just over the frustration of it all the politics of it all the the inability to do and lead it's just so frustrating for so many people let's go to bill at 310 on klbj mark melinda and ed good afternoon bill how are you doing good hey the talk on uh michelle obama being inserted at the last minute that conversation is getting old. She's not interested in running for president. It kind of reminds me of the talk. Do you remember when they were talking about how Oprah was going to get into the mix and run for president? She's not going to run. If if they insert anybody, it's going to be uh, Gavin Newsom. 
That's what Ed uh, maintains. I do, because he's a younger, better-looking Joe Biden with basically the same policies. <laughs> and why would Michelle get into it? She's just she's not interested. I don't in think it. she'd get in it either. I really don't. I think they're asking her, they're begging her, but I don't think she wants to get in it. No. She's got a great life now. Why would she uh, do this and have to deal with all the hassles it becomes to run for president? Bill, thank you. Have a good afternoon. Sparky is on I-35 at 311. Hello, Sparky. How are you today? Doing fine, thank you. Um, I just, I think y'all been a little tough on, on dinosaur, dinosaur Biden there. You know, maybe he hasn't taken his Geritol or whatnot. I just, just got to cut him some slack. He's, he's an old man. Well, that's what the White House is saying. Thank you, Sparky. Sparky, we do want to cut him some slack. We want him to go and just lay on the beach all day and not have all of these worries. Enjoy the rest of your life. That's all you need to do. And his, and his family needs to take the lead on this, too. 512-836-0590. It's 311. Mark, Melinda, and Ed. On your radio or streaming on your digital device, here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. 3.15, Tate is here producing. Thanks a lot for joining us. Melinda, you're seeing that law enforcement in New York have captured that immigrant who was on the run? Yeah, the U.S. Marshals were able to pick him up in Yonkers a little bit earlier this afternoon. So they now have him in custody. I also saw that the, what was it, a 16-year-old was also in custody and then a 15-year-old who did not fire a weapon at the store, interviewed by detectives, but released. Hmm. So they're all, according to New York City officials, illegal aliens from Venezuela. All are supposed to be in school in New York City, but they've been involved in a string of crimes, including yesterday shooting at a tourist from Brazil and a police officer right there in the heart of Manhattan in the middle of the day. 512-836-0590. Day by day, we have one story stacked on another of these illegal aliens committing crimes... And uh, it's a huge insult to the taxpayers and the citizens of this country from the Venezuelans flipping everybody off Mm -hmm. after beating the cops to these teenagers who we had kindly allowed to stay in a hotel and ostensibly go to school, end up running around firing off guns in midtown Manhattan, trying to kill a police officer. Well, and this is why immigration has become the top issue going into the election. I mean, we still have plenty of time where that may change, but it is because you've got the crime that comes along with it. You've got the amount of money that is being spent on this, and people are just fed up because the same, I don't want to say attention, but attention isn't being paid to the people that it's supposed to, those that you're supposed to be making policy for or you're supposed to be representing in whatever office from local to national you're not doing and here's another thing was he an unaccompanied 15 year old 15 year olds in this country cannot american citizens 15 year old kids can't saunter up to the latest holiday inn or motel six and say give me a room they can't there are a lot of things 15 year old citizens cannot do i just would love to know was he unaccompanied who was with him Did he come in with a family, or did he just walk through when he came through the border? Imagine if he had 
when he fired the shots at the police officer, if he had been a better shot. Uh, that's a horrible thing to contemplate. But just think about how that would uh, have affected public opinion and the presidential race. I mean, they, they came, the Biden handlers came close to a huge disaster there. I, so I, I would, I personally right. agree with you. Sadly, I'm not sure how that would play off with the sentiment that, pe- that people in this country have against cops right now. I don't know that it would play as badly as what it does to us. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? I There's so saying. many exactly. people. I see what you're saying, yeah. yes, Melinda. What are your thoughts, Ed? Well, I, th- I think you're right. There would be a fringe element of our, our society would say, yeah, what did the cops do to justify this kid suing him? You know, I agree. Uh, let's go to David in North Austin, 318 on KLBJ. Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Hi, David. How are you? Hey, guys. Enjoy the show. As Thank always. you. Yes, sir. Welcome aboard. Well, thank you. So my quick comment was, and it's really more of a question, is, um, you know, as we watched Joe Biden last night, you know, President Biden, um, you know, it reminds me of those of us that have had to deal with elderly parents, you know, taking away the driver's license, power of attorney towards, you know, the mental incompetence or incapacitation where suddenly you can't allow them to make certain decisions. and and, And especially we're talking about the presidency of the United States. That's the, I think that's like, the biggest piece here that sometimes gets missed is is that He's this is president. not just you know an elderly person we know this is this is somebody who is the leader of the free world so what is the checks and balances um in place for the government because you know we we, we also know that the other potential presidential candle candidate you know is is up there in age two and and if this is a continued trend um at, at what point does the government reassure us as the people that they are making sure somebody is fit. And, and then if they're not, and they're not willingly going to go, like we saw sort of last night, they get indignant. You know, anybody that's dealt with this, this is, this is a real issue. Um, how, do we, how do we step in and like, kind of like power of attorney? And, there are and constitutional decide, reasons. You know You're done. There are constitutional ways to do that where you could replace Joe Biden with uh, uh, Kamala Harris. That, that would be a step, but no Democrat is going to do that. They will never, ever, ever do that. To their own guy. So do you think, Ed, it will be done quietly behind the scenes? Yes, I think it will. I think I think he will maintain the presidency until January 20th, 2020, what is 2025. But I believe he will step down and someone else will be nominated for president. Wait, say that on. again. I'm not following your not, timeline will, there. OK, he will not run for president. Again, but he will okay. remain president okay. until his until term his ends. Terms. Okay, term, term okay. Ends. I got you now. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and, in, and in the meantime, they'll nominate someone else or select someone else? Yes. What will they say, though? How will they explain that? I mean, it's obvious to us, but today we're hearing from Democrats saying that that's just not the reality of the Joe that they know. Mm-hmm. So how would they explain that? Just this was Joe's decision. He, it, he's getting the pressure on his family and he needs and he wanted to. It reminds away. me you were not around in 1968. The famous words by LBJ. I will not seek nor will I accept the nomination of my party for president of the United States. That was it. We all know we all knew that President Johnson was through the ringer with uh, with the Vietnam War, and he did. He was he was he was at wit's end. But had he already thrown his hat in the ring? For, it was assumed he was going to run again. But he hadn't come out and verbally said, no. "I'm going." To, well, Joe has. 
I know. That's a little different, different deal. Yeah. And we're talking about mental incompetence, potentially. You're not, yeah. LBJ was not mentally incompetent at all. LBJ was just through the ringer with the Vietnam War, and the country was exploding. David, thank you, sir. You have a good afternoon and an excellent weekend. 512-836-0590. You can call. You can text us. NBC News has new polling information out today. They asked a question recently of registered voters all over the country. Only 14% of registered voters say President Biden has done a better job as president than they expected. 42% say Biden has done a worse job than they expected. 44% say it's gone about as they expected. (laughs) (laughs) Which is is not a raving review. No, it is not. Because we don't know what they expected to start with. Right. 40% say Trump's presidency was better than expected. 29% say it was worse. 31% say it was about as expected. Uh, that hindsight, right? Everything yes. was better. I-, I think the problem was you had someone that people do not like personality. And then on top of that, you had the media constantly bashing him while he was in office that it really did kind of put a filter over what he was doing how he what he was doing for this country what he was doing individually as far as your pocketbook um what he was doing on the border and i just i think that there was just blinders on they couldn't see past that and now that we're somewhat past that and you see what the alternative is yeah it's easy to say man i am might have misjudged that one mm-hmm. and uh, I, I, you look, can look at uh multiple demographic groups and they all have that same attitude. Their their opinions have shifted. Yes, Ed. From my standpoint, Trump's policies were very good for the most part. As a person, he's lousy. I think I've Trump Trump lost me with all his name uh, calling. He's belittling you people. All the stuff about I was robbed in the election. That's if he would just shut up. If he would just just say I had great policies and I want to be president again. He cannot stop talking. Let's go to Ray on 290 on KLBJ. Hi, Ray. How are you this afternoon? Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for having me on. You know, I think this has worked perfectly into the hands of the Democratic Party. I mean, they, you know, now they don't have to be blamed for removing, you know, Sleepy Joe from office. They let the special counsel do it. And, you know, like Ed's been saying, they'll come along in January and put their own person in there. Now wait in in January of twenty five. No, they, they got it, Ray. They got to do it in the next couple of months. Was they it need, June? They, they need to do it ASAP. Some Democrat well, has to. I mean, yeah, some Democrat has to. Some Democrat has to win in November of twenty four. Yeah, you're right. So, yeah, <laughs> in you, you order can't, to be there in, in January, yeah. I yes. think he's talking about. Is it June when they have their their conference when they make the big yes. decision? Yeah. Uh, all right, Ray. What was that other point? That, that was it. I just wanted to weigh in on that. Thank you. All right, Ray, you have a good one, sir. Thank you. Have a good weekend. 512-836-0590. We are live and local. Mark, Melinda, and Ed every weekday, 2 to 6. News headlines are next, and we'll cover much more with you right after the news on KLBJ.
All right. Uh, we're still here. We'll get that computer straightened out and uh, get rolling. In the meantime, there's much to cover and discuss. Let's go to Ken at 326. Hey, Ken, welcome. How are you, sir? I am great today. Uh, so the Department of Justice wrote up a report that was pretty damning about Joe Biden. Basically, the same things that they accused of Trump of, they basically accused Biden of. The pictures showed the boxes. At Biden, it's just like they showed the, the picture of the boxes at, at Mar-a-Lago. And it was mentioned that both parties willfully withheld documents that they shouldn't have. Yes. Right or wrong, they were identical. But the Department of Justice went to great lengths to not charge Joe Biden like they did 40 counts for Donald Trump by saying that it's likely that he wouldn't be able to be prosecuted because he's an elderly man, pleasant, with a poor memory. So now the Joe Biden included have all run out there and had press conferences talking about, no, that's wrong. That's, that's not proper for them to accuse me of that. I am not mm -hmm. incognizant. I can think. Uh, my memory's good. So, hey, got an idea. Charge Let's put me. the charges back on yeah. and prosecute him then. Charge me. Don't charge <laughs> You're right. Me. We were wrong. You're completely charge capable me. of standing okay, okay, trial. <laughs> we were wrong. Here come the charges. Ken, thank you, sir. Have a good one. 512-836-0590-327 at KLBJ. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. 3.30, thank you for joining us. KXAN is reporting that a teen has received probation for killing three passengers in a deadly wreck. No time behind bars for this 18-year-old Melinda. Uh, kind of crazy because I remember when I moved here... 16 years ago, it was like a Williamson County. Man, they are tough on crime. You don't oh, ever yeah. want to do anything you. wrong yeah. there. Uh, and then you see three people died. Again, a person was able to say, yes, I did it. Seven years probation total. It was seven per each count, but he gets to serve them all in, in years. Seven years, three people are dead, and seven years probation. You just don't mess up for seven years, and then you're in the clear. He was drunk. He was driving a pickup. Three passengers in the bed of the pickup died when he hit an 18-wheeler in Hutto in May 2022. Mm. He was 18 at the time. He has decided to plead guilty to multiple charges. And Judge Donna King of Williamson County has accepted the plea bargain agreement that he will have zero time behind bars for this deadly wreck that killed three people. We are a, a nation of second chances, I think. I have questions about the alcohol because apparently the young man didn't even know who was driving. He told, I don't know who was driving the vehicle and he was over the limit. He was, he was zero. Too young to have consumed alcohol in the beginning. Exactly. Yeah. And a case out case of beer in the back seat that they've been drinking. That's, that's troubling to me again, 17 years old or who was 18 at the time. Excuse me. It seems awfully light. I wonder what the families of the deceased kids are thinking, you know. That's not addressed in, no. in uh, this story, and that's an important question, a very good question. I really would like to know, because if, if, if you've got to follow the rule of law, but if they have come back and said, we forgive him, we 
You know, I don't know, Mark. It's just- Hutto police say they found a case of beer on the rear floorboard of the pickup. One of the passengers told them all of those in the pickup had been drinking earlier. The passengers told police that this driver was possibly drinking the least. So he was chosen to drive everyone home. His blood alcohol test did show he was .083, which is over the legal limit of .08. I know that these mm. are teens, and I, I'm guessing you, we are asking about the family. I'm guessing yeah. the I, I don't think that they probably think this is justice, but they also are looking at it and going, okay, well, my child, even though they're not here with me, participated in the drinking and the deciding on who was who was going to be driving that night and then being in the back of the truck but still seven years probation after three young lives are taken just does not seem like this is a message to say underage drinking drinking and driving not tolerated Three counts of manslaughter, three counts of aggravated assault causing serious bodily injury. He pleaded guilty to all three counts on both of those charges. I'm, I was searching and I was looking around. I didn't see any previous deals where he had been in trouble any time before. I looked at some other sites and can't find that. That may be playing in part two that this was his first offense or first engagement with police and law enforcement so well let's say it is his first offense three people died yeah. in his first offense Doesn't probation it? is is not the way to go in yeah, a case like this it's a heck of a first offense to have killing three oh people. it is terrible it is awful uh the story does not indicate what if any injuries were suffered by the driver of the 18 wheeler was the pickup driver Speeding, it's not addressed. Uh, it just says that the blood alcohol content was .083 at the time of this wreck. You can weigh in with your thoughts, 512-836-0590. How do you see this? Is this justice in a case like this? Is this what the citizens of this mm, area three. want to see happen when someone is breaking the law and three people are killed in a traffic wreck? Remember, not only was he endangering the three passengers who died, the truck driver he hit was in danger. Everybody driving along there in Hutto was in danger when that drunk teenager was behind the wheel. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's go to Ken in South Austin, 335. Hello, Ken. Welcome. How are you today? I'm doing good. I just want to say real quickly that I will be so glad when this administration is over, when Biden steps down. It will be a day of rejoicing. They got 35, 40 minutes of videos of him saying weird things, forgetting things, saying strange things. And then you have the DOJ report basically substantiating and backing up everything that is going on with him and saying that he is mentally incompetent. You have more than ample of evidence to invoke the 25th Amendment to have him removed. The only problem with that is that you're going to have Kamala Harris take over and she's about as far left as you can get. And the first thing she's going to do, she'll go after Israel because the left, they hate Israel. They hate America. So we are headed for truly perilous times right now. Uh, regarding Israel, Ken, uh, let's talk about that for a moment. Biden is terrified of losing Michigan. We've mm-hmm. talked about that right. repeatedly. 
He's getting tremendous pressure from the Muslim and Arab American voters in Michigan. Netanyahu has given the order to the Israeli military to start cleaning out the refugee camps in Rafah, which is in southern Gaza. Over one million refugees are there right now. The military is going to move in and take out Hamas in that part of southern Gaza. Just imagine what kind of criticism is going to come at Biden when that actually starts unfolding. They're going to go nuts over that. Yes, they absolutely will, yes. And and Biden will continue to ratchet up his pressure on Israel. He's been backing away from them for months. Yeah. Yeah. Watch him now. He's going to be going at 100 miles per hour away from them. Well, and he called, he said Israel was being over the top uh, with this latest announcement that with Israel saying, y'all need to clear that out because that's where we're headed next. Ken, you said you're going to be rejoicing when Biden is out of office. What is the scenario you see for that happening? How, how will it unfold? Well, I'm hoping and praying that, that Trump will get in there. But the left, they're going very, very hard after Trump. And if, there's, if he gets one conviction, he can't run for president. That will keep him from running. I see nothing but trouble. only hope is to turn to God, <laughs> turn to God and repent. Now, when you say a conviction will prevent his running, do you mean in a political sense? Because I don't see anything in the Constitution that would stop him from continuing his campaign. Uh, well, I disagree with you on that. The Constitution says that, uh, I'm not too sure which one it says, but uh, that a convicted felon cannot run or hold office. And if, if half the things or one-third of the things uh, against Trump are true, uh, then he's toast. He, he's not going to be able. He's not going to be able to get in. We now, know convic- all right. Thank you, Ken. A convicted felon can't vote. I'm not sure about about the other aspect of it. The, the part where he still could not even run. Yeah, he couldn't vote for himself. <laughs> Re- remember, all of the analysts are saying if if he is convicted and if he is going to win, if he wins, he'll pardon himself mm. after he wins and is sworn in as president. He'll just pardon himself. Mm-hmm. That'll be the end of it. I think the only place that that comes into play, and we mentioned this not too long ago, was that this is starting to become one of those polling questions. If he's indicted, will 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 that change your vote from a yes for him to a no? And I think that that is, to me, that's one of those mental uh warfare things like okay if we keep putting it out there mm-hmm, putting it out there mm-hmm. then people will will start to change their mind because it had gone from they would be like we don't we don't care this is our man and now it's it's being where you've got more people go well yeah if he's indicted on i mean if he's convicted on something yeah i'm not going to vote for them yes you that has become a standard question in all mm-hmm. of the polling now 512-836-0590 you can weigh in with your thoughts call or text us Also today, it's being reported that an illegal alien from Pakistan was in U.S. custody after crossing the border illegally. And then at some point in the process, he was released for a short time, and then they had to go find him and take him back into custody. What's worse is they released him after they got information back that said... He is a positive match on the terror, terror watch, watch list. list. They had that information, but released him anyway. That's what I, why? Why is right. 
Yeah, and he skedaddled to California. Thankfully, they got him the next day. This isn't, I, I, and I'm not excusing them for the one that we talked about where they said we ran it, nothing came back, and then a, a few weeks later, they were like, yeah, that guy's on the terrace. They knew before they released him that this is an individual on the terrorist watch list, and they let him go anyway. This story does not answer that key question. Why was he released? Uh, ICE in San Diego had to let ICE in L.A., No, this guy needed to be found. He was on the terror watch list. And so L.A. ICE was able to find him in L.A. and take him back into custody. Mm -hmm. Again, mind-boggling that they knew he was on the watch list, said, okay, go ahead, sign these papers. What does this say about Biden's border policy? That it is feckless, it's ineffective, that it is non-existent. Non-existent. Yeah, and, and to try to sell us a line about our border is secure, this says that even when you catch them and you know they're on the terrorist watch list, you're saying, come on in. 512-836-0590-341 now at KLBJ. Enjoy the podcasts of Mark, Melinda, and Ed at your convenience. You'll find them on NewsRadioKLBJ.com or via the free KLBJ app. Hawaii's Supreme Court is openly defying the United States Supreme Court. And two U.S. Supreme Court rulings on the Second Amendment saying that, yes, indeed, we have a right to carry arms in the United States. They're defying the Bruin ruling and the Heller ruling issued by the U.S. Supreme Court. What's happening here, Melinda? They're being ridiculous. <laughs> they're is saying what's the law happening. out of the law. <laughs> um, yeah, they're saying, well, we don't care what the Supreme Court says. We don't care what the Constitution says. The spirit of aloha is that we're here about peace. And when you have guns, even if it's with somebody that is permitted to carry, that gives a message of not peace. We're just all looking to defend ourselves from the, the first criminal. The thing that really should be worrisome here is you've got the Hawaii Supreme Court noting quotes from the HBO show. The thing about the old days, they the old days. The court put in their opinion, it makes no sense for contemporary society to pledge allegiance to the founding eras, eras, culture, realities, laws, and understanding of the Constitution. This is that mindset that the Constitution is one of those documents that should just flow with mm-hmm. the times and is not what this nation was founded on or how it was supposed to be run. What do you make of it, Ed? I think Melinda's exactly right. This is an uber-progressive uh, statement from Hawaii. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, if you want to be a state, and, you know, they're, I guess, were they the last one or was Alaska the last one? Testing my history, whatever. They've got to adhere to the Constitution of the United States of America if you want to be a state. And this is a complete violation of that. Is it dangerous? Of course yes. it's dangerous for... If they do this on the Second Amendment, what's coming up next, Mark? They can they can pick and choose. The Supreme Court of Hawaii says the spirit of aloha clashes with a federally mandated lifestyle that lets citizens walk around with deadly weapons during day-to-day activities. What's wrong with that statement, Ed? Well, what's wrong with that statement is because it is against the, the laws of the United States, the Constitution of the United States. Listen, it's great if you want to be in the spirit of aloha. 
don't More carry. More power to you. More power. But if you want, want to, to carry, yes. the Constitution gives you that right. It does give you that right. There's nothing wrong with being, you know, aloha, love, love, whatever they say over there, you know. But if you choose the other side, there's nothing wrong with that. You should not be uh, condemned or damned of, of, of doing that. Here's what's wrong with that statement and their attitude. The framers recognized our rights come from God. The Constitution just spelled out specifics, but it also noted they're not limited to what is spelled out in this Constitution. Mm. They are directly contravening the framers and the original intent of the Constitution. They're calling this a federally mandated lifestyle, the Second no, Amendment. It's not a lifestyle. It's there's there's no lifestyle about it. Well, and they're just outright saying that they don't have any use for the Constitution. The Constitution's outlived itself. We've yes. moved on from that is what they're saying. All right, five one two eight three six zero five ninety. The statesman is reporting that a drug dealer who sold fentanyl to a Leander teenager who died after ingesting the fentanyl has been sentenced to 13 years in prison. This is a federal case. This guy's getting 13 years and has to pay a fine of $4,000 for distributing drugs that contained fentanyl, and one of the people who ingested them died, a 19-year-old in Leander. Seems, seems like to me he presented and gave this fentanyl lace drug and kill the young man. 13 seems like a light sentence to me. And the $4,000 fine, I don't get that. But no, that seems awfully light to me. If you really want to send a message to fentanyl dealers, uh, they didn't send a very big message in this one. Especially because this is coming down as a federal offense. You say that we really want to fight fentanyl we really want to do our best to make sure that people know it's not going to be tolerated and then you turn around and you do 13 years granted that's more than what we have been seeing so that's at least a a small step in the right direction but if you're going to say this is a federal crime you've got to make it to where the time fits it as well what would what would be appropriate? Unfortunately, the statesman, <clears throat> pardon me, does not say what could it have been, been handed down. Yes. What, Ed, what would be appropriate in a case like this? Uh, 25 to 30 years in prison. That's yeah. what it would be. 13 years. Don't know how long this individual is going to have to serve, but the person's going to be a relatively young man while the person he gave this fentanyl lace pill to is dead. He's not coming back. This guy's going to come back from prison. He's just got to hang in there for 13 years or probably, what, nine years, whatever, and he'll be out. And by now, it's very common knowledge that uh, fentanyl is occurring in a lot of these illegal drugs, and fentanyl is killing mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of Americans. Uh, so the person who was dealing these drugs knew of the possibility. This story doesn't say, but he may already have had knowledge that some people were ingesting these drugs and were suffering overdoses. Maybe their lives were saved somehow. Yeah, and those were one of the cases that we have talked about earlier where they absolutely knew that there was fentanyl in there. They knew that it was uh, causing overdoses, and they continued to sell it. And I think they got a very light sentence for that for those cases, too. Yes, they did. 512-836-0590. now on KLBJ. Scott, good afternoon. Welcome. How are you, Scott? 
Hey, guys, how are you today? Fine, Scott, welcome. What are your thoughts on the Hawaii Supreme Court and the Second Amendment? Well, I mean, they're about as wrong as you can be. I, I think if they really want to press it, then just cut them loose and let China have them. Cut them loose and let China have them. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, sir. I sure like Hawaii. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's a nice place to visit. You don't want to live there, obviously. So, I mean, it can still be a nice tourist attraction, but it don't necessarily need to be part of the United States, I don't guess. Oh. Scott, do you see this as, as part of a bigger picture now in our country where... We seem to have red states going one way and blue states going another on issues like the Second Amendment or abortion. Do you do you see this as part of that overall trend? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the blue states just feel like, as somebody else had said, that the Constitution has outlived its time and they're just going to go and do what they want to do now. Uh, but, you know, as far as I know, the last time I checked, we're still, you know, we're still organized as a nation underneath that Constitution. And I think our job now is to start holding all these politicians' feet to the fire to follow that thing the way it's supposed to be followed. Yes, and we've gone uh, far astray from it, haven't we, Scott? Oh, we are. We're completely unmoored and adrift at the moment. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Trump, but we need to get somebody in there that's going to fix this stuff or help us fix it. I, I mean, no politician can fix all this, but we got to get together as people and uh, pray to God and do the work that we got to do to try to fix our country. Scott, thank you. Uh, very good points there, sir. You have a great weekend. Let's go to Bill. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I just looked real quick on the, the punishment range. It's supposed to be the normal range of punishment is no less than 20 years, mm. no more than life. Wow. So this falls well short. Wow. So this uh, fentanyl dealer got 13 years from the feds. Yeah. They, that seems the, so light. The U.S. District Judge decided to go ahead and take that agreement. Usually in fed, you have to spend most, you have to spend most of the, mm. the sentence, but still thir- only 13 years. Uh, let's go to Bill on KLBJ. Welcome, Bill. How are you? Hi. Hey, I thought I heard Ed say that on January 20th, if Biden wins, he'll just step down and someone else will be the president. Is no, that- I didn't say that. No, a caller said that. I said Biden needs to step down now and let somebody else run. I said Biden will will not step down from the presidency. He just won't run for the presidency. He'll be, oh, he, okay. he will be president until the next president is inaugurated. That's what I, that's what I said. Okay, so he steps down now. Kamala Harris becomes president. No, no, no. He's not stepping down now. He says he's not running now. He's not going to run, but he'll continue to be president. And so there's a broker convention in, in the summertime, and uh, it's just a free-for-all for who will be the president. Yes. Uh, the nominee. Okay. Yes. All no, right. I, yeah, I think gonna... they know who, who they've got in the shadows. I, I don't think it's going to yeah. be like everybody th- gets to throw their hat in. I don't think we're going to see like an Elizabeth Warren or a Bernie Sanders or all the people that they had up there in, I think you're in right. 2020 no. to start with. I think with. you're probably right. They know it's going to be Gavin Newsom. Bill, thank you very much. We have news next at the top of the hour. Melinda and I continue on with you on all the big stories all the way to 6. You can find Ed and enjoy his great sports talk show with Jeff Ward next, 4 to 6, 102.7 ESPN. 
Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals, bringing patients relief at last. And we're able to tune this device to mimic that frequency and essentially block it. I've seen people shed tears of joy in the recovery room when they wake up from their light anesthesia and we turn this device on and they realize their back pain is gone. They cry for joy. Advanced Pain Care at 512-244-4272 or austinpaindoctor.com.